<clears throat> Okie dokie, artichokey, what is up? Bros, hoes, they, them, those, and all of yo's. I am here on my lonesome today to tell you that this is the final episode of Lilith has entered the chat. I'm very sorry to say, but thank you so much for being on this journey with me. This episode is all about you guys, my little fam. I've got your submissions here about your memories online on the internet. We're dipping into a bit of internet nostalgia. All of this is going to be anonymous, by the way, um, purely because I think some people didn't mind, some people did. So for the sake of that, I'll just keep it all under wraps. I got quite a few people talking about Club Penguin. Uh, which I just want to give a little honourable mention, R.I.P. Club Penguin, we miss you. To be fair, I was more of a Moshi Monsters gal, um, but you know, my heart still is with Club Penguin, of course. This is a little kind of introduction that I received. I think it kind of sums up the posts and submissions that I've gotten um, quite well. So. <clears throat> this person said, Don't blame you for thinking of this concept as ridiculous, as I myself as a, am essentially a fetus born after 2000. Me too. But starting to use the internet regularly when forums were much more prevalent on the internet. Again, pretty mad for me to have nostalgia for the late 2000s, early 10s internet. Things were much less convenient, and connectivity between people was certainly possible, but more of a struggle. Could be more dangerous too, as unmoderated chat rooms were more common than the limited amount of popular social media platforms. Yes, I'm not sure. I look back on the days of older internet really fondly, though I'd not necessarily switch back. Still, I'm glad I grew up playing on Facebook and browser games rather than scrolling through TikTok. Sounds pretentious, but I was a dumb kid and would have imitated everything remotely cringy on there. Not saying Facebook hasn't got its fair share, but well. <laughs> Just a wave of nostalgia and wanted to dump my thoughts. So, I agree with that quite a bit. I did, um, Facebook was never really something that I kind of delved into, but, um, chat rooms and stuff, unmoderated chat rooms specifically, um, as you are all well aware of at this point something that I dabbled in quite a bit obviously listen to the first episode if you don't know what I'm talking about but yeah I think it, it is quite ironic thinking this whole podcast is kind of around growing up on the internet and internet nostalgia but this person yeah they are saying it's weird because it's literally early 2010s, late 2000s internet, which for people born before 2000, I'm sure this all sounds rather silly and we're still children and I do agree it is to an extent, but it's, it's still, it's still nostalgic because things changed like so much since that time, like technology and social media and everything has just advanced in such leaps and bounds that um it there ends up being a nostalgia for it even if it's only 10 or so years ago so 
No, I'm here for that. I agree. I'm going to move on to some more submissions. These are people kind of talking about... Oh, I have two people here that talked about their kind of earliest memory on the internet. Um, I'll give a minor content warning. I do talk about explicit content. It's not particularly in-depth. I literally just mention sexual things so if that's not what you want to hear skip forward i would say around two minutes um if not here we are so this person wrote my earliest internet memory was on pornhub when i was 13. i got drawn into those make a thousand pounds in a day scams the next thing i saw was two huge men and a girl looking like she had just finished college apart from that I remember playing Habbo Hotel every day after school, Neopets, Newsround, Cool Maths games, all very nostalgic to me. Um, I'm sorry you encountered, <laughs> um, maybe unsavoury things at such a young age. Uh, I sadly think that that is a kind of universal experience. I was gonna talk about it on the over-sexualisation episode, but I think it kind of just, it went over a bit and I also think that there was other things to focus on. But um, I do think quite a few people do have that experience of accidentally encountering maybe things that you didn't want to see at that age online, which ties into this whole thing of internet safety and being a kid online, you've just got to look out for that stuff. Um, cool math games was such a throwback to me when they mentioned that. I loved cool maths games, like IT lessons, pull it up, Fireboy and Watergirl, play with your friends, like one of you is on the arrows, one of you's on the wazzed keys, like, oh, it's a throwback. Um, And Run, I don't know if you, if you guys played Run, literally it was just like that tiny little, like green sort of alien guy and you just, turn the uh the walls so he's like running on the thing it's difficult to explain but if you relate you know exactly what i'm talking about and you know it was a great time um i've got another submission here this person said i remember being given an email address and password when i was 10 and sending emails consisting of random swear words to my bff then being hauled into the head's office because it turns out they kept a check on all our email inboxes. I still maintain that that's a breach of privacy, whether they set them up for us or not. I've got a little anecdote here. I remember like so clearly when I got my first phone, I had like a Nokia brick and I put Sylvanian family stickers all over it. Um, and I had like my childminders daughter's phone number and at this at this this was in primary school I was like probably in year five four um and I would like call her on my Nokia brick just randomly throughout the day and she would just pick up and be like what and she's a decent bit older than me I would say probably for like five or so years older than me so obviously we're both young at this point but like she's a teenager she's old enough to be like i 
why is this child like ringing me on their brick phone and she would just answer and be like hello and I'd be like oh my gosh hi like I just I wanted to give you a call like I'm oh because the concept of calling somebody was just so exciting to me um so that's fun I'm very sorry Lily She's definitely not listening to this but I'm sure I was very irritating. I actually know that for a fact. I definitely was. Um, another submission. Okay, so this person has written, feel kind of weird after rediscovering this old relic of the past and need to get this off my chest. Do you remember back in the golden age of YouTube when there were so many of those sad story videos that were really predictable and cliche, yet were all just one yet were just one of the guilty pleasures that made the internet so unique and made it what it was. Well, I was browsing YouTube yesterday and stumbled across an old video. At first, my impressions were kind of fuzzy and I didn't quite remember it, but as I watched it, I slowly remembered. My God, it hit hard. <laughs> For context, it's that one animation where a boy meets a girl who's getting bullied and tries to stick up for her only for them to gang up on him and beat him up. Girl feels bad for him, gives her a lollipop and attends his birthday party, which no one else shows up. They bond over time, fall in love and get married and it only gets sadder from there. I'm not gonna spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but it's really worth your time. Apparently tons of people have cried to it according to reaction videos. Um, if you want to go watch it, it is literally called, in all caps, LIFE ISN'T PERFECT, SAD STORY, and it has 12 million views. It's just so dramatic and I literally remember watching this when I was little and actually being like, this is so hard hitting, like, this is really deep, but it's just like some low key terribly done animation and it's not even it's not like a moving animation um it's like frames with this music over the top and it's like the most dramatic like sad orchestral oh, it's just great it's great nostalgia i have this submission that i literally thought was so funny because i can relate to this so much um, if you guys are a fan or ex-fan of Dan and Phil, honestly, I'm still a fan. They just, I just don't really watch them anymore, to be fair. But, um, if you remember Tatanoff, which is an abbreviation for, um, or an acronym, sorry, for, uh, the amazing tour is not on fire, then you are gonna understand this one. It's brief, but it's sweet. So, um... They said, I was too anxious to see Dan and Phil live with my mum and I still feel bad to this day about wasting my tickets. <laughs> um, you did waste your tickets and I'm really disappointed in you. Imagine those two empty seats. I'm sure Dan was looking right into the audience and going, where, where is this person? I'm sure Dan was looking straight into the audience, looking, seeing those empty seats and I bet he cried. Um, it's all your fault. Obviously joking, do not feel bad. Uh, I fully get you. I actually wanted to see Dan and Phil live, but um, my sister ended up getting tickets and I think she went, I think she went with a friend, but she almost went by herself because I 
at this point I thought I was too cool for Dan and Phil and I ended up not going and I actually really regret it um because like I'm never gonna have that chance again like they're never going on tour again and all that stuff so that would have been a fun trip I'm kind of pissed that I never did that in all honesty past Lilis you were never too cool for Dan and Phil you should have gone to Tatton off but I guess I might have saved a couple dollars or so not dollars, I'm English, but American media, man, it's everywhere. <laughs> um, I've got another one here that somebody said, I have only left one hate comment once when I was 13 and the person replied to it. I've never felt more guilty or stressed and I've thought about it every day since. I literally, I used to comment on YouTube videos like often. I feel like if people who had that sort of YouTuber phase, I think like 2010s was that prime time of YouTuber obsession. Everyone wanted to be a YouTuber. And I was actually talking with some of my flatmates recently about, I, uh, so many people have those like little videos um, on YouTube that they like filmed when they were 12 and, or 11 or so. And they're just still up there. <laughs> Because I feel like everyone at one point went through that phase of being like, I want to be a YouTuber and they start their little channel and then we grow out of it and you can remove them. Like if you upload it on your account, people can remove them, but it's kind of like, it's still, it's funny. It's nice to have. I personally never went down that route. Um, I did think about it, I'll admit, but uh, it never actually ended up happening. So bit bit annoying, isn't it? Um, I've got my own little personal story time here. Um, speaking of YouTubers, if you know Kick the PJ, he's a YouTuber, clearly. Um, it's hard to describe his content. He does lots of little, almost like short filmy kind of crafty sort of stuff. I haven't actually watched his channel in a very long time, but he's just a very sweet, I don't know, he's a very sweet guy. Um, as opposed to the other YouTubers we've spoken about, he does not have any controversies and that is why I stan. So I lived in Brighton and I think Brighton is kind of known as the almost LA of um, the UK in terms of the YouTube hub of people um, because in LA that's basically where all the YouTubers go when they are trying to blow up everyone moves to LA and then everyone's like oh you're selling out bloody blah, blah, blah um so Brighton is kind of the English version of that um PewDiePie lives in Brighton Jacksepticeye lived in Brighton for a short amount of time and Kick the PJ lives in Brighton I love Kick the PJ I went to go see his show at one point it was great um, he actually like pointed me out in the audience and like said like he, it was kind of like a a bit and I don't know anyway I don't remember exactly what it was but I just I felt very honored because I was in like the front row row oh my goodness so yeah kick the PJ one time I was strolling into town in the lovely Brighton and I see who I was 90% sure was kick the PJ walking I would say like maybe five meters ahead of me and I literally start I was by myself and I probably looked like an absolute weirdo but I was like oh my god do I say something do I ignore him 
what do I do? Like, you know that moment when you see you see a celebrity in public and you in your head you're like, I know, I'll come up to them, I'll say, be like, oh my gosh, I love your stuff, get a picture, it'll be cute. But then when you see them, there's something in your head just kind of stops you. And you kind of just think like, is that actually them? Because they're such like an online personality that seeing them in person it's like you're not real almost sort of thing obviously this is this was actually kick the pj but stressy lillis was thinking oh my god what if it's not oh that would be really awkward that would be the worst so i'm kind of loitering behind him a little bit um and then i see him turn into sainsbury's i also decide to turn into sainsbury's I didn't need to go to Sainsbury's whatsoever. I was going into town, but I am an absolute creep and wanted to maybe get a closer look to see if I was sure. So I literally was stood next to him in the fucking like um, food to go section and he's picking out his meal deal. And I was literally just stood next to him. And I, ne I never said anything. I ended up turning around and walking out, didn't say hi, didn't ask for a photo, didn't even like make eye contact. I was just so like, this is so awkward. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so yeah, I ended up just leaving and I literally have regretted it like every day since. As the other um, submissions said, I thought about it every day since. Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I'm sad. I kind of wish I said hi because I feel like he wouldn't have been weird about it. He's a very, or he seems, I don't know him personally, but he seems like a very welcoming sort of guy. I've got another little personal story time for you guys. PewDiePie and Jacksepticeye, as I mentioned earlier. This is very, it's very similar <laughs> to the Kick the PJ story. I feel like a bit of a creep. I feel like I'm exposing myself for being weird but you know that's what this entire thing is about um there was one time once again in brighton and i was on the bus into town and out the window i see pewdiepie and jacksepticeye sat down at this cafe like having brunch or whatever and i was um on the bus i literally i'm not even gonna lie to you like I was staring, like, I was, like, face on the window, like, looking at them, like, oh my god, is that actually PewDiePie and Jacksepticeye? Like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Um, and I almost was, like, late to meet my friend because I was gonna get off the bus, um, and say hi. Luckily, I thought better of it because that would have been really annoying. That's the thing, the kick the PJ thing's one thing because he's kind of by himself, out and about, errands. But if they're like sat down at lunch, it's a bit, it's a bit of a dick move, isn't it? Um, so good call, child Lillis, um, for not harassing these people at their brunch. Jacksepticeye and PewDiePie are both gaming YouTubers if you are unaware. Um, PewDiePie is literally the biggest YouTuber on the platform. Um, he has 
the most amount of subscribers. Right now, it's, oh my gosh, exactly 111 million followers. That's a lot of followers. So you can see why I was so excited to meet the man. Um, considering living in Brighton, I have not, like, met him in person. Like, I've seen him, but I've never spoken to him or anything. And, like, loads of my mates have seen him around and stuff. Like, it's kind of a bit of a joke that we... My friend once saw him, like, vaping in the doorway of a shop, and the idea of that was quite funny to me. For some reason. We love a bit of vaping. Just kidding. Don't vape. It fucks your lungs. And I'm speaking from experience. I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today guys i'm so sad this is the end of lilis has entered the chat i just want to give a massive 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 thank you for everyone that has stuck around that has listened and enjoyed and followed the socials last shout out give me a follow on instagram at Lil Controversial and at TikTok at Lil.Controversial. I really hope that you've enjoyed listening to this and I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you all. Hashtag LilFam for life. And with that, Lilith has left the chat. Adios. Mm -hmm.